0: Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Father Michael Kaiser. Today's Gospel reading is one of those that has to be read carefully, because if not, it can be just a tad confusing. It's all about judgment and about mercy and about repentance. And it begins therefore, be merciful as your Father is merciful. God is merciful. God is loving. God is also just. And in terms of our sins that are unrepented of, it, He will be merciful, He will be loving, but He will also be just. We can't just walk away and say, well, God doesn't care what we do. We'll do whatever we wish. So we're called to be merciful as our Father is merciful in the judgments that we make. He goes on to say, judge not and you will not be judged. That doesn't mean we're not going to be judged by God. We are. All of us are going to face the Lord on his throne when he returns in the glory of his angels of the second coming. We're all going to be faced with what we have done and what we have undone. Yes, even the things that we have undone, remember? And he's going to say to those of us who have not done those things that they ought to have done, I never knew you. You were never part of me. That's a just judgment. And no one will be able to claim that the judgment we received at that time was not a just judgment. So rather than be confused, let's look as we go through this as to what's actually being said here. It's a question of discernment, because the fact is you cannot get through life in this world on any level whatsoever without exercising judgments. If nothing else, is that traffic light going to stay green long enough for me to get through the intersection before I'm t-boned by that semi? that's coming from the other direction. How much food do I have left in the house? Do I have enough food left to pay my bills? We have to make judgments all the time. And so it's a question of discernment. In the 18th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus himself tells us, if your brother has done something to you, if he has sinned against you, you have to go and confront your brother. In an attempt to reconcile with your brother saying excuse me but i think what you did to me was wrong it was sinful i think we need to talk this out that assumes your brother wishes to be reconciled it assumes that you recognize a sin when it happens i mean you may recognize that he walks up to you and punches your face out okay that's fairly obvious other things If he gossips about you, for example, talks about you behind your back, and you find out about it, it may turn out to be something else entirely. And I think it's the fifth chapter of the first epistle of St. John. St. John tells us, if you see your brother sinning, then all you have to do is pray for him, and he will be forgiven. Again, that means you're making a judgment you're making a judgment that what your brother is doing is actually sin. You know, sometimes, again, that's not always difficult to understand. So well, if you see him staggering out of the local bar, yeah, that's probably fairly obvious. But again, if, uh, you know, he is the sort of person who has great rages and abuses his wife and his children, and that generally takes place at home, You may not necessarily know what's going on all the time and you have to be very, very careful how you approach someone and say, hey, I think you've been sinning. And that only applies, by the way, to sins that are not mortal, sins that are not unto death, sins that are to death, i.e. sins that are going to kill you off fairly quickly, whether that's murder or adultery or gossip or whatever, any of the lists, several lists that are given in the New Testament. Those you don't pray for. Those the person must actually repent of before God. So discernment. What is sin? Which means we have to have some knowledge of what God has taught. You know, if we're going to do this. Is it sin or is it just a matter of disagreement? If your brother has something against you. Are you just arguing over politics again? Or is he actually grievously doing something to harm you? You know, all of these things have to be have to be understood. Uh, how much of it is your own ego if you think somebody has done something against you? You know, the first person you should look at if you feel you're sinning against is yourself. Because sometimes when we think people are sinning against ourselves, we're acting out of our own pride out of our own egocentrism. So he says, judge not, you shall not be condemned, condemn you will not be condemned, condemn not and you shall not be condemned by others. Forgive and you will be forgiven. This is exactly what has to happen if you're going to judge. You have to be willing to forgive. You see, if we are not willing to forgive others, and Jesus says this clearly, In it's the fifth chapter of Matthew's Gospel. If you do not forgive, you will not be forgiven by the same God who is merciful, by the same God who is loving. Because he is just, if you refuse forgiveness to others, you will not receive forgiveness from him. And he says it here, forgive and you will be forgiven. Give, that is forgiveness, and it will be given to you Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will he put into your bosom. In other words, all that is best will come to you if you are willing to forgive, even those who don't wish to be forgiven, by the way. And you'd be amazed how many people there are like that. People who are just as certain of their own personal rectitude as we are and who make judgments about us just like we make judgments about them and believe that they're in the right. And so if you go to them and say, I believe what you did was wrong, they will not want to be reconciled. You still must forgive if, in fact, you wish to be forgiven. For he goes on to say, Jesus says, for with the same measure that you give, use, it will be measured back to you. In other words, the same degree of forgiveness that you exercise towards others, the same standards of judgment that you use of discernment in making decisions about whether others have sinned, that's exactly the same standard that's going to be used with you. So if you wish to be forgiven, if you wish to be blessed, then you must be willing to be held to the same standard that you hold others to. And that is something that, quite frankly, we're not used to doing. Your standard of judgment will be the same standard of judgment that you receive. And that can be a little scary. It goes on towards the end of the reading here. First, remove the plank from your own eye. And then you will clearly see to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. In other words, if you believe your brother has done something to you and you really need to confront him about it, you have to examine your own life first to see whether or not you have done anything that would be worse than what your brother has done to you. The plank, the beam, is translated variously in different translations. To be discerning... You must understand your own life, your own nature, and your own sinfulness, the way in which you yourself sin, and the slack that you cut yourself for the sins. If, for example, you are filled with anger, malice, self-pity, resentment, then you should make no judgment of others of any kind because you'll be making the same kind of judgment against them as you yourself are exercising. Jesus uses the word hypocrite to describe this kind of person. If we come down hard on somebody else, but know perfectly well that they are in with our lives, sins, if they are not the same, are as bad. This is where your discernment comes in. You look into yourself, You see whether your own heart is pure, whether it is clear, whether what we call the noose, which is a fancy Greek word which means purity of heart. is the the reasoning, intelligent part of the soul which can communicate with God. To see, if your noose is clear, and if you really are hearing God, what happens because of our sins is that our noose becomes darkened. It's what Jesus calls the eye of the heart. He says, if your eye is dark, then all is dark within you. What he means is your heart has darkened, your eye is darkened, your ear is deafened, you cannot hear, you cannot see, you cannot communicate with God. So if you're going to do what is said here, which is eventually help your brother get the speck out of his own eye, you have to make certain that you are not one of the hypocrites We are all sinners, we all need help and support, but we cannot help others when our sin is greater than theirs. Clearing the plank from our eye, how do we do that? Well, we do it with prayer, specifically prayer that God will show us precisely what our sins are and what we need to repent of to clear out of our own life by fasting, by liberating ourselves from worldly things, from carnal things, from gluttonous things, so that we can see better inside and through confession. It does God no good to acknowledge the fact that you have sins and not confess them and ask for forgiveness. There's nothing automatic about forgiveness. It has to be asked for. And there are a lot of us who wander around with sins that we've been carrying around with us for years which we have never really tried to clear up because we've never been able to humble ourselves enough to kneel before God and say, God, this is what I did. I own it. I take responsibility for it and I ask to be forgiven for it. If you have sinned against someone, don't assume they're going to forgive you. They may, but you really need to go and ask them to be certain and you really must go and ask God. That way, you do get the plank out of your own eye. You begin to clear the sins out of your own noose, out of your own soul, <coughs> excuse me. And by doing that, you can see clearly enough, to see the speck that is in your brother's eye, and to help he or her clear that out. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.